the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Would you join me as we pray? Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for the season we're in. We just thank you, Lord, for the intensity of the coming to you, Lord, the intensity of of coming into your presence uh, that I sense during this season, Lord. It's it's just such a blessing. It's 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 great. And so I pray for my listening audience that they would have that same sense of of what you are doing in their lives and and that they would rejoice they would truly rejoice because they would see you on the throne and so lord we thank you we praise you and we do pray for our country we pray lord for for the people we know we we pray lord that uh during this season we would see um people's hearts change and and that people would seek to have unity and and refrain from division we pray lord that you would bless our politicians and bless our leaders bless those in the media as we ask oh lord that you would touch their hearts so that they would desire what is good, not just for them, but what is good for the country. So we thank you, praise you, and bless you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. You know, last week we looked at the last of God's fall-appointed times called Sukkot, and today we're going to finish looking at Sukkot, which ends tomorrow. I should mention to you that As you heard in my prayer, it's hard to pray and not pray for our country and for our politicians as uh, God really has to do a miracle in their lives and in the lives of the media. 
but we have to continue to pray and we have to continue to hope and believe that God is going to do something great in our country. But let's uh, go back to our subject. And and before actually we talk about um, Sukkot and finishing up that area, join us today. Today, yeah. Bring your entire family, friends, and especially your Jewish friends. We're going to have an outside service in St. Pete at the park at 4.30 today. From 4.30 to 6, it'll be a relatively short service, an hour and a half. It will be celebrating the final day of Sukkot, the beginning of the biblically appointed time called Shemini Atzeret, meaning the eighth day, and also a traditional holiday called Simcha Torah, which is rejoicing with or rejoicing in the Torah. The joy of the instruction is another way to look at it. So this service today will be at North Straub Park between the water and the restaurants. You know where it is, right? Bring a blanket, chairs, food, enjoy a service um, of rejoicing to the Lord and his word um, with people from churches and messianic synagogues. Make it a church outing. Bring the kids. We'll have a great time. This is a great time for also our rabbis to come to visit your church and speak on the appointed times. So uh, email me and we'll set it up, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or call Karen and she'll set it up for you, 813-831-5673. And don't forget, uh, come to our services. We love visitors. We'd love to meet with you. So as I mentioned last week, we talked about the joyous festival of Sukkot. And I believe that a lot of that comes from what was understood as the water ceremony and how Yeshua spoke on the eighth day and invited people, all who were thirsty, to come to him. And then he would take care of that thirst. There would no longer be a thirst. Well, Today, let's consider one of the more controversial ideas about Sukkot. Are you ready? Okay. Is it possible that Yeshua was born during Sukkot? Well, let's look at some of the reasons why we ask that. Number one, as you know from the story, there was no room in the inn because... At Sukkot, it's one of the three pilgrimage holy days or appointed times. So men from everywhere, they were coming to Jerusalem. And so it was crowded. And there was no room in the inn, so to speak. So that's one possibility why Sukkot is a good choice. Another is, is it possible that Yeshua was born in a sukkah and that it was called a manger. We read that the shepherds were tending their flock by night as well. However, both for being born in a manger or a sukkah and shepherds tending their flock in Jerusalem in December, it's going to be freezing. 
The average night temperature is in the low 40s. It could have easily been in the 30s. And with the wind whipping from that higher terrain, it would have been freezing. So you wouldn't expect to see shepherds, and you surely wouldn't expect to see uh, Yeshua born in a manger in that kind of weather. Let me just mention another thought that's interesting is if Yeshua was born in the September-October month because of these things that I've mentioned, think that he would have been conceived at the time of Hanukkah. That'd be interesting to think about, right? Yeshua being conceived at the time of the Festival of Lights and he being the light to the world. Also, the word Hanukkah means dedication. And it's all about dedicating the temple to the Lord. And our bodies are a temple, right, that we need to dedicate. So these are some of the ideas of why we should at least consider that. Some traditions, both in the Jewish community as well as the Messianic community, is to have each evening of the feast, a service using a lulav and etrog. So the lulav is not only a branch, but it's a group of branches along with the myrtle and willow. I'm sorry, willow. They're combined. And an etrog is like a fruit. It looks like a lemon. It's, uh, It's a citron. And they're wrapped together in order to be handheld for waving in every direction. And it symbolizes the harvest. And it symbolizes that God is all over the world. It also is traditional in our teaching to uh, talk about the various species and say how that is similar to different types of people, but we won't go there now. Um, Remember, as we finish talking about these fall-appointed times, that they are a picture for us to think about expectantly. Rosh Hashanah, the shofar blasts and the Lord returns. He redeems his people. Yom Kippur, the Jews' final moment in time to accept Yeshua, their final atonement for their sins. And Sukkot, God gathers up his people to tabernacle with them. But you know, as interesting as that is, for me, I always want to talk about the personal, spiritual things that happen during this time. And so as we look at the appointed times, consider this, God's appointed times give us a pattern for our daily walk with him. So, let me read off nine things that connect with these three fall holy days. Number one, we reflect as we get quiet before the Lord. That's part of Rosh Hashanah. Number two, we recognize our sins. That's Rosh Hashanah. Number three, we repent of our sins, which is Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Number four, we are redeemed as our sins are forgiven, Yom Kippur. We're reconciled with God and with man, that's Yom Kippur. We receive God's love and mercy, Yom Kippur. 
We rejoice in the Lord. That's Sukkot. We remember the Lord. That's Sukkot. We retell about the Lord's love. That's Sukkot. Now, let me read these again. These all begin with R's. And just consider this is what we should do as a pattern for our daily walk with the Lord. Number one, reflect. Number two, recognize our sins. Number three, repent. Number four, we are forgiven. We're redeemed. Number five, we are reconciled with God and man. Number six, we receive God's love and mercy. Number seven, we rejoice in the Lord. Number eight, we remember the Lord. Number nine, we retell about the Lord's love. Number ten, would be the results. You like all these R's? (laughs) The results. We are renewed. We are refreshed. We are regenerated. We are restored. And our faith has become relevant. So, let's look at these a little more closely. And, by the way, if you would like a copy of this sheet, Um, we'll email it out to you free. Just call Karen. But listen, the idea here is when you are revived, that is the beginning of corporate revival. How many times have people come to me in the congregation and say, you know, I wish our services would be this or that. I'm, I'm not feeling the power of God's spirit and so on. And, One of the things I'd like to say (laughs) to people who say that, because oftentimes we don't feel something because nothing's going on inside of us. And so my point is that when we are personally revived, that is the beginning of corporate revival And that is beginning with God doing amazing things in each one of our congregations. So it starts with reflect. Number one, quiet introspection. Psalm 4-5 says, Tremble but do not sin. Search your heart, heart while on your bed and be silent. And one of my favorites is Psalm 119, verses 13 and 15. Listen to these two. With my lips, I rehearse all the rulings of your mouth. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. Let me ask you this. When you're quiet before the Lord, are you rehearsing what you have heard from God's mouth? I just love that picture. And then it says that we are to regard his ways. Are you obeying, regarding, respecting God's ways? So this is what we are reflecting about. In silence, we are looking introspectively at ourselves and trying to understand what God wants us to know, what he wants us to be aware of. Secondly, number two, we want to recognize. What do we want to recognize? We want to recognize our sin. Now, in order to recognize our sin, I believe it requires humility. We've got to get rid of pride. Humility is a transparency 
that depends on God, trusts him, puts others first, and recognizes our sin. Pride is all about ourselves. Obviously, God is looking for us to be humble. Proverbs 8.13 says, To fear Adonai is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and a perverse mouth. You know, some people have a perverse mouth, and they say, well, that's just the way I am. And God says, well, if you're okay with me hating that, go for it. Proverbs 13.10, arrogance yields nothing but strife. Wisdom belongs to those who take advice. Are we teachable? If we're teachable, some people will tell us what our sins are, and we won't be hurt to the point where we'll push them away. We'll say thank you for showing me, opening up my eyes to see what I've done wrong. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And Second Chronicles 7.14, look, all of you are familiar with this scripture, I'm sure, but listen to it closely when we are talking about recognizing our sin. It says, and my people who are called by my name. So are you part of God's people? Are you called by God's name? This is what God is saying. When you humble yourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways, then God does the following. He says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. I mean, this is a scripture that I must recite. I can't tell you how often, but... I try and do it daily just because I'm saying, God, please heal our land. Okay, I better not get into that. Otherwise, I'll lose my my whole train of thought here. Number three, repent. We need to, after we recognize what our sins are, we we need to repent of them. We need to turn back to God. Now, There's a scripture that you can play with if you would like, read about it, dig into it, um, that I happen to disagree with a lot of experts on it. And honestly, I'm not really an expert in language. But this one scripture, I, I just do not agree with the flow, so to speak. And it's Psalm 713. And if you read it in the TLV, which is the Tree of Life, which is what I use, or if you read it in the New American Standard or the New King James, where they capitalize pronouns, it would go something like this. If he, meaning us, if he does not relent or repent, then it says he will sharpen his sword, meaning capital H, he, will sharpen capital H sword. So in other words, God will sharpen his sword. God will bend his bow and make it ready. Now, where my disagreement is, is I believe the entire 
verse is talking about us. So it would read like this. If he, meaning us, does not relent or repent, we will sharpen our sword, we will bend our bow back and make it ready. Now, what does this have to do with repenting? Well, if you do not repent, you are going to be on the aggressive. You are going to sharpen your sword. And so when people, if you don't have a spirit of repentance, when people come and say something to you about a sin or something you've done wrong, you are going to lash out at them, either because of hurt or because of arrogance. And what I believe the scripture is saying is we are not to do that. Because the reason we do those things is because we have not walked in a spirit of repentance. So check it out. See what you think about that. That's Psalm 713. Any rate, Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent and let each of you be immersed in the name of Messiah Yeshua for the removal of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. So what we're seeing here is this scripture is very clear that we are to repent, and and through repentance and immersion, it shows what our heart is like, and God is saying our sins will be removed. Now we know they're removed through Yeshua, but what happens is, and that's why we're immersed in his name, but it starts with our heart. It starts with repentance. Let's look at another one, Acts three nineteen and 20. Repent, therefore, and return, so your sins may be blotted out. So times of relief, or another scripture uh, translation says refreshing, times of relief or refreshing might come from the presence of Adonai, and he might send Yeshua the Messiah appointed for you. And finally, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Is this good news or what? Right? Okay, now I know it's crazy. I only got through three of them. And so I'm going to have to continue this uh, next week. But let me mention again, before we get off the air, that I'd love to meet with you tonight or this afternoon at 4.30. I'd love to see you come and join us with your entire family, friends, especially Jewish friends. It's our outside service. We're, this is a service outdoors in St. Pete. We've prayed against rain. So from 4.30 to 6.30, don't expect any rain. I don't care what it looks like. It will be celebrating the final day of Sukkot, the beginning of the biblical appointed time. And so we're asking you to come to North Straub Park between the water and the restaurants Uh, Bring a blanket, chairs, food, enjoy service, rejoice to the Lord. We're going to have a great time. Make it a church outing. Bring the kids. It'll be wonderful. 
Also, if you would like uh, the information on this God's appointed times or a pattern for our daily walk, just call Karen. She'll know what to email you. Just ask for it. And uh, you can check out our website, shereshdavid.org. We love visitors. Uh, please join us. And if you have anything you want to talk to me about, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I pray that you'll grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.